episode of Morning Gut Buckets. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast, where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. My name's Joey. I'm Andrew. I'm Jocelyn. I'm Kevin. And uh, this is Max. <laughs> and Brett's here today. Hi, it's Candice. And I'm Abby. And I'm Jason. I'm Alex. I'm Katie. My name is Kelsey. And I'm James. Hi, blowholes. <laughs> it's Melissa. Buenos dias, boneheads. <laughs> out, out, brief candle. Sufa chu. <laughs> Su-fa-chu. Nanu-nanu. Uh, nanu-nanu. It's Chris. Man, I'm gonna have to bleep that. Really? Yeah, this is a clean podcast. I thought I thought about that as we were walking out. Hey, friends, this is Joey from Big Orange Couch. Uh doing kind of a different type of episode today, and without uh, my trusty friend and co-host Andrew, uh, this is episode 151, and we're looking at the best moments of Big Orange Couch, something we've been kind of wanting to do for a little bit, and this seemed like a good time to maybe throw together the show. Um, Andrew and I are trying to do the responsible thing by uh, social distancing at this, you know, very weird moment in world history. Uh, so, uh, we still want to bring you episodes and I'm going to find ways to do that. Um, you know, our next episode, I'll be talking to a whole bunch of people. We'll just be using a call format to do that. So hopefully these episodes can, uh, help distract people during these strange times and, uh, hope everybody's washing their hands and, not touching their faces and you know staying at home. It's a, a seems like the thing that might be working. Um, this episode is gonna kind of veer all over the place, um, just with some some of our favorite things uh, from the last almost three years. Um, some of our favorite moments with our guests. Some of our favorite arguments. Um, if you're new to the show, I wouldn't necessarily start with this one. I would maybe go back. Um, but uh, if you're looking, you know, if you know people who are looking for a podcast to distract themselves with and they liked 90s Nickelodeon, certainly shout us out to friends and family who are looking for things to occupy their time. Um, but this episode, uh, you know, you'll, so you're, you're, you're going to hear this sound. So if you hear that sound, that means we're going to a clip from one of our previous 150 episodes. Uh, and anytime you hear that sound, it means we're transitioning to a new clip from a different episode. Um, and we're going to hear all sorts of things. Um, we're going to hear clips from some of our favorite guests, including, uh, Chris, Melissa, Max, Candace, Kevin, um, Jason. Um, so, uh, you know, some of our most regular guests, we're going to have some clips from them, uh, that have kind of really made us laugh throughout the years. We're going to have some of our favorite verses moments from throughout the year, some intense arguing. Um, and we're just going to have some of our most random clips, including, uh, the one that over the years people seem to go back to the most, uh, towards the end of the episode. Um, so I won't delay much longer. Uh, let's get right into it. Our first round of clips are going to come from our first ever guest on big orange couch. Uh, when we did our first episode, we didn't know um, whether we'd have people on, or we didn't know anything. Uh, we didn't know how this would work. And on our second episode, we said, why don't we call our one of our best friends, Chris? 
Uh, we've known Chris since we were about uh, 11 or 12. And, uh, you know, that friendship has maintained since. Uh, and we thought, you know, Chris always adds a lively perspective to things. Um, and so he's our first guest and he's one of our most reoccurring, probably top two reoccurring guests on the show. And so I thought we'd start with uh, some of our favorite Chris moments, just to outline what you're going to hear a little bit here. Um, our, our first clip is going to be um, from our episode, uh, Year in Review 2017, where Chris uh, gives his scathing review of the movie Mother. Uh, and this became a reoccurring topic on our show for a very long time, uh, getting people's opinions on Mother, people arguing about Mother, but it really started with uh, this indictment from Chris. So that'll be our first clip. The second clip from Chris will be um, when we did our Things That Define the 90s episode, where we called a bunch of our friends to say, you know, what's the one thing, if you had to pick it, that defined the 90s? Uh, and Chris's answer absolutely didn't disappoint. Uh, you'll you'll hear that. We'll also have um, a conversation we had with him from fav- Favorite First Seasons about... Um, animated characters that Chris is attracted to, uh, which led to a lot of laughter and uh, a clip from roundhouse sports where we talk about a whole bunch of things uh, in particular, just the confusing nature of roundhouse uh, and the inappropriate nature of many of their sketches. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, I hope you enjoy. You're in review 2017. Any Fergusons over here? I have a Ferguson, sure. if, if I can, if I may. Uh, and it's my all-time Ferguson. And my all-time Ferguson is the movie Mother. You give and you give and you can. It's just never enough. What do they want? They're waiting. Waiting for what? Which was by far the worst movie I have ever seen in my life, and I'm and if you're a fan of that movie, I'm sorry that you you like you're telling me you like enjoy the room more than this. Oh, for sure. I just it was, I refuse to. Have you seen Mother? That. Have you seen Mother? Um, no, it's, I it's haven't. It's basically the room, but people like it Does because that... they've like tricked themselves. I mean, I uh, Darren Aronofsky thinks mm. that like it's his masterpiece, yeah. which is like. And he's made good movies, so at least <laughs> The Room has the sort of comic quality that we all know that it's bad, but The Mother's bad because there's a, I think, a, at least half the people who have seen it think it's great because they give into peer pressure and they don't, oh, haven't, don't have developed aesthetic senses or something. <laughs> wow. But it, it uh, was by far the worst movie I've ever seen. I really can't wait to see this and just totally <laughs> disagree. No, you're going to agree. I, I know you're going to okay, agree. Okay. There are going to be some people. The, I, I, I saw it with three other dudes. One dude, I, I turned over and I'm like, what did we just see? And then the other two dudes are like, yeah, I know. Isn't that so good? Hmm. So, and they're, they're smart dudes. And they wait, are you it. talking about Star Wars? No, it's it's similarly polarizing, except that there's a right answer. <laughs> Things that define the 90s. Uh, so who do you want to call next? Uh, let's hear from Chris. All right. Why let's, don't we? Let's see if this, we can get a... Um... I'm definitely interested in this one. <laughs> Hello? Hello. Welcome. Hey. 
great to have you. Um, have you been thinking about your 90s thing? Yeah, to pick one thing, this is like a dumb interview question. <laughs> oh, wow. Tell, wow. Us, strong. tell us about a time that you overcame an obstacle. What one thing from the 90s sticks out to you above all? And? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> now that if you're done ridiculing uh, it. Uh, yeah, well, I thought about it, and I'm, then I'm like, this is a ridiculous and impossible task. So, um, I wrote down some things. Um, let's go with carpet. I feel like everyone in the 90s had carpet. You know what I mean? <laughs> Everyone's got hardwood floors now. Oh, okay. okay. What, what particular <laughs> carpet styles do you remember from the 90s? I I just think of all the places that you went out in the 90s. I bet, I bet the room that you're thinking of had carpet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that is probably true. <laughs> you don't think carpet's so prevalent these days? No, I, I think everyone's really into, like, the natural wood finish thing, you know, like, oh, we got to take up the carpet, you know, really expose the beautiful wood underneath. There's a lot of, a lot of that. And what are you of those two people? Uh, well, uh, that's a great question. I think, um, I... That's a great question. Yeah, yeah. That's, the... <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thoughtful and specific question that Carp- you know, I can really sink my teeth into. <laughs> Carpet or uh, wood? <laughs> I kind of, I think uh, what I really prefer is a nice rug over the wood, you know, so. Best of both worlds. Be, you know. Yeah, best, best of both worlds, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a nice rug. I, 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 won't... <laughs> I agree. I, I like it. I <laughs> Did um so growing up your houses mostly had carpet, yes? Uh yeah. I mean we moved around a lot. We tended to have a lot of a lot of carpet going on though. And then uh you know, and then and then we didn't actually you know what? My at my mom's place that she's currently at that I like kind of, you know, spent my last few years of high school at, there used to be wood and she put carpet on there. Oh, whoa. Hmm. Sticking it to the man. (laughs) Yeah. In the 2000s. Yeah. Kind of really reversing my hypothesis here. But uh, nonetheless, I think in, you know, in the total, and if we aggregate all the, all the data here, I think that you'd find that a lot of carpet was to be, uh, was to be tread upon in the, in the 90s. Hmm. Wow. Okay. 90s, (laughs) the decade of carpet. Yep. Well, there. You know, have you ever been to a carpet store, Andrew? I don't think that I have, actually. What about you, Joey? I have. It's they're really impressive. I mean, like the ones that well, the one that I went to was like a factory. Um, it was like just huge amounts of carpet. Have you gone in the two thousands or was that in the nineties? Ooh, I don't know. That probably would have been like cl- probably probably nineties, but close to the two thousands. Yeah. Yeah, like just just as I thought, just as I thought. Yeah. Uh, who, who you guys got there with you? Uh, we got Jim here. Hey, what's going on, Chris? Ah, I knew it. I knew it by the laughs. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually, I couldn't distinguish his laugh, but he was laughing a lot, and I'm like, oh, okay. No, maybe Jim would laugh at me saying this dumb thing, but probably no one else would. Uh, what are you guys doing? 
I think our I think our I wasn't expecting carpet from you. <laughs> that was my number two no. guess. Carpet, but what, what did you what did you think Chris was gonna say? I thought it was gonna be something video game related with you guys oh. in the nineties. Yeah, kind of like how Melissa Junior yeah. presents Major League Baseball as it was probably second. Yeah. Oh, good. Good. I thought it was gonna be something like how Melissa said with growing yeah. up playing, you know, yeah, sleepovers and video games. Uh, well, we did have a listener just pick in general Ken Griffey the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a that's a really good. That's I mean that's an excellent. I, I think that's right should... up there with carpet. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you should put up a poll on your uh, Twitter page. Uh, What's but, more 90s, but, but all four, or All four options are carpet. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you for, yeah. I mean... Blowing our sorry minds. Sorry to trouble uh, yeah. you. Uh, all right. is a good answer. Yeah. Um, my third was making mixtapes off the radio. Ooh. Oh, oh man. That's a great one. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> I kind of brought that up uh, with uh, I used to record Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, every time it came on. Cool. All right. Yeah. All right. Take care. Later, See man. Ya. See ya. Bye. Well, that was Chris. Uh, <laughs> sure was. With, uh, Coming strong. I, I had. <laughs> Do you think he really thought? I, I can't tell whether he had thought that through or whether it was Maybe just like... a spontaneous carpet. <sighs> I have no idea. I thought. I was thinking going into this that he was going to be the most outlandish <laughs> choice, but I never imagined yeah. that it would be that crazy. I thought he was going to get really passionate about it, yeah. and like he was just ready to go. And yeah. really well, well, they're surprising us as always. Yeah, there's some truth to his argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. I mean, not I don't know about it. Yeah, carpet was always around. <laughs> you were afraid to spill or drink on there when you were yeah. little. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What do, what do the people have to say? Yeah. Um, Any carpets? Well, <laughs> I think that'll be our last carpet of the show. Favorite first seasons? Andrew. Hmm. Mrs. Bighead. Attractive? <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to say no. You're I not. mean, I never found any attraction you? to her <laughs> now now i'm fast is this going to be our melissa's ninja turtle stick <laughs> uh right, right out the gate this year crystal likes mrs bigot uh no i i i her voice is, I, I can't i like the raspy you know kind of thing sometimes it's a male voice on, actor on cartoon <laughs> uh animals that are female but not this one do you uh, do you have one that comes to your head a, a cartoon animal Who's gendered female that you uh, find yourself? Um, um, this is like the I don't know. World, I don't know if like, we uh, have to go down this road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you should feel pressured to answer this question. Like, um, did you find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress? Yes, Wayne's, oh, world, Wayne's world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Lola Bunny now. Yeah, Lola, yeah, yeah. Lola's like yeah. That's the that's like the number one. Oh, <laughs> for you. <laughs> Cartoon. Wow. Okay. Lady. Yes. Interesting. Right. Hmm. Who's your number two? Um, Minnie Mouse. Okay. <laughs> Very conservative. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Roundhouse Sports. 
Um, yeah, next is yet another commercial for body blinders. Oh, uh, and this is where really, <laughs> if you were worried at all that like this was a canceled show, <laughs> this is the one that sends it over the top. Body blinders, walk us through it, Andrew. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, this is like a big dog cone for humans, so that they can't see each other naked in the shower. Not for humans, for like high school boys okay in particular yeah to not check out other high school yeah. boys there was a time when i'd say hit the showers and the kids would head for the hills they'd rather stink than bear themselves in front of their teammates but then i discovered body blinders body blinders are specifically designed to help reduce the urge to take that uneasy curiosity glance by preventing the wearer from seeing anything but the shower head above him now when i say hit the showers they head for the showers and the body blinders with new body blinders your body is lean mean clean and unseen yep that is the premise. <laughs> that is the explicit premise. It is not the implicit premise. It is like they're trying to check out each other's naked bodies in the shower and they can't because yeah, they have the way they act it is what made me so yes. uncomfortable that they're like so aggressively like <laughs> trying to turn their heads. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just remind me that I have to delete this episode if anybody ever finds out that I do this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you like that sketch? Uh, this, this the body cone. Yes. I thought yeah. I went without saying that. Well, you were just insane. silent on it. I, I just. I thought you said it all. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, I thought it was a pretty it was very critique. Yeah. Uh, very well thought out. Take on Shakespeare. Uh, there you have it. Um, yeah, certainly from that last clip, uh, I think our longest bleep in history, <laughs> as we talked about uh, Roundhouse Sports. Um, but it's always so much fun to talk to Chris. Uh, if anything, you can you can count on him for a lively and thoughtful, I think, response to the things we're talking about. Um, and we'll, we'll hear more from him uh, pretty soon. Uh, our next section here is going to be a, a series of clips from some of our Versus episodes. And we've done a ton of Versus episodes. This is where we line up two things and, you know, two people argue and then there's a judge. Um, and it can get little tense. Uh, the nice thing is that we're all friends who do this podcast and we can laugh about it. Um, but in a couple of these cases, you know, things really got, uh, you know, pretty heated. Uh, and so you're going to hear three clips from this section. Uh, we're going to hear a clip from Keenan versus Kel, where Andrew and I argued over Keenan and Kel and Bobby tried to, uh, moderate the debate. You're also going to hear a clip from dark dragon versus vacant lot where Max and Melissa, two of our favorite guests, uh, went at it. And of course, Max and Melissa are married. And so, uh, they have a very familial relationship and, uh, really, really let each other have it as you'll hear. And then the third clip is Andrew and I debating nightly neighbors versus F the tale of the full moon. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we talk about some hot dogs versus Kool-Aid at the campfire, things like that. Uh, so let's jump into those. Keenan versus Kel. Incredible. You finish and hold Keenan as just Keenan, but I think that's I've, underselling Keenan. Well, I've said I love Keenan. I love Keenan for being 
Keenan. I don't love Keenan necessarily for his character. You don't love Keenan's characters. You just like Keenan. I think Keenan is his character, so that's why I like them. See, I think Kel is the one character. That might be a character, but it's just one, and it's the same every... I would would never mistake Okra... And Ed, or I would never mistake Lump Maroon and Kel on Keenan and Kel. It's I, I just mean his overzealousness, like that's his whole shtick. And I get like once you get it, that's what you get with him. I feel like it's just this one note thing to me. To me, I, <laughs> but I, I mean you're you're undercutting his levels. I mean Ed's a level, Okra's a level, Lump Maroon. Yes, but Lump it's Maroon's but it's level. similar levels of the same. They're thing. all high energy. I think yes. is what you're saying. Yes, it's just that same where, high energy. Where, but... right. So you prefer a static energy where Keenan is just. I prefer Kenan. just deeper characters that don't rely on like the energy in the slapstick. Ooh, I would good. say Kel's characters have way more psychosis. <laughs> you're right, but they're simple. They're one. They're single no, 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 no. psychosis. The psych- no, no, no. The psychosis is. Can, can, <laughs> there's many ways to go here where Keenan has a. There is there is no complexity to Keenan whatsoever. You know who Keenan is. I, see, that's, that's the exact people, thing I'm saying about feel safe characters. Though. People feel safe with Keenan. I think maybe you need that safe Keenan home, and 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 there's that wackier world out there of. Kel. I feel safe knowing that Keenan's gonna make me laugh. Kel, I don't know <laughs> that anything's gonna make me laugh. I think Keenan was lucky he had Kel on Keenan and Kel because he was the one making the people laugh. I think that his. Getting on SNL and Kel not oh, getting not, on there. We're not factoring. Kel had his own movie. That's just proof. No, no, no. That's this is 90s Nickelodeon, though. We're not talking 2004 SNL. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking, though. Like, he did have the longer lasting, but then he also category. had a movie. So. <laughs> not a category. Right, right, right. So, post career, by the way, by the way, Kel's doing okay. He owns several businesses. Yes, I know, I know. We're going to get into this. He, Actually, I don't know this. Mystery you... Men. Uh, he was fantastic in Mystery Men. <laughs> Um, what he do in Mystery Men? Yeah, he's okay. Mystery yeah. Man. Anyway, um, he's he's doing great, which makes me happy. Yes, he is, but all yes, this aside, I, I, yes, I'm, I'm very not happy to, that Kel is not like living in poverty. Yes, I'm not trying to put Kel down. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as a person, you know. Um, yeah, I just uh, I think this again, that's last why, argument is the same argument. It's just well, versus, it's, it's, it's just two different sides of the it's coin. The ens- it's the essence of every character we've talked it's about. It's two sides of the same coin, I think. It's just like what you prefer in this instance because they both are li- have limitations. The Tale of Dark Dragon versus The Tale of Vacant Lot. As you said, he's in Hallmark movies. Um, but so you're talking about your yeah. What are you characters. talking about? You're talking I'm, about yours. I know. You're, I know. I'm about to right talk now. to yeah. I'm about to talk about mine. Eric, who was the athlete, the best soccer player in yeah. school. Um, what awards did he win? Because I know of a guy named Greg. Who? So. Okay. Is his so, name Greg? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> According to IMDb, there's no one in the. I thought so too, but on on the IMDb, it's Gary. Gary, Gary. Okay. Have <laughs> right? you been saying Greg this whole time? <laughs> I have been. Um, shoot, I don't know how to go about that. No, so, anyways, um, so any, anyway, so Eric, um, I agree with you. He's a great athlete. He's mm. very good looking. Mm. Um, great soccer player. I didn't notice if he had received any awards. Mm-hmm. Um, when I watched through your episode, I noticed that he didn't. Please um, mm. fast forward to my episode, and Gary, who I was referring to as Greg earlier. Um, Gary's called up during the dance. 
the prom dance and the entire high school is looking on and they give him an award for not only being amazing at dancing but also the best athlete in school you know what you sound like your main character that's exactly what you sound like. Like that has everything to do with being cool and I, being uh, the best. I never, I never yelled or interrupted during your talking. I just kind of listened and. This is so infuriating. Um, you are your main character. No. You have so many flaws right now. You think that that makes okay. a great no, supporting no, no. character, somebody who I, wins awards for being the best second, at something. My second, because okay, so the we're talking what? about character, not awards, not material objects. Yeah, you talked about Eric being good looking and a great athlete. He never won an award. He like cared. No, he cared about okay. my character at the very end. So he just wanted okay. to get to know. Yeah, so, athletic yeah, prowess. Yeah, yeah. Of I, the I'm two just, I'm just characters. saying that. My, yeah, that's yeah. what you care Number about. Number one, he's a better athlete. Oh, Number wow. two, what does he that even mean? was a bad boyfriend in the beginning of the episode. And what did he do? He totally redeemed himself. Went up on stage and his award speech, he just wants his girl back and he wants to dance. Okay, is he this even gets, a supporting this, character? This, he's well, not. Yeah. There's like two other people that we'll have, have this, more screen we'll time. We'll have a time him. for rebuttal, Melissa. Yeah. And this gets... Go at Max. As, um, get his point. I so apologize. I'm just going, yeah, it's okay. So I'm just going to segue this... So he dances with his girl, and what's her name? KC. Her name is Shelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Uh, KC walks away, and here comes my number two, Maria. The tale of Dark Dragon versus the tale of Vacant Lot. Okay, yeah. here's why my story is better because mine is about a girl who's struggling, and a lot of female listeners can you know agree with me and mm. relate that mm. we all feel like we're not good enough we're not good enough in track we're not pretty enough for the guy in school and yeah we think we need better shoes we think we need better clothes we need to be able to afford the concert tickets i mean it it's a real and that's thing a, that an people issue deal that with. women have it's... you're saying <laughs> what are you talking Cause about because keith wouldn't want to go see the blasters that's not something he would want to do or he wouldn't sure want to be is. the fastest sure it is class. yeah of course okay i'm just that doesn't make mine any less. No, because it doesn't. But I'm just saying you're you're calling it. it a you're kind of making it like a gender struggle, and I'm, that's like what you're selling it on. It's just not <sighs> right. All right, next category. All right, so let's move on. <laughs> All right. Okay, your okay, your story ends with a guy crying on somebody. Oh, okay, his tears heal. Oh, that's okay. How so he the finds true ends. love and he cries and they end up happily ever after. How did your story end? He didn't the, find your, your true character love. became so hideous and disgusting that she's like, okay. So um, did I, yours. No, I know, but he <laughs> didn't care that his he the woman did that care. the woman he that he upset. the woman like listen. Can I talk really quick and then you can. Go. So he finds his true love, and he doesn't care that she's hideous. He cries no. and he loves her. Why did you do it? I did it for you. You wanted a beautiful girl. Raya. He. What's happening? It's my fault. I'm the one who's supposed to change, not you. Why? I didn't want to be me anymore. My leg. Grace. I'm sick of it. I can't be normal. People stare at me. I hate myself. I don't hate you. I didn't want this to happen to you. Please don't go. 
it's you. It's really you. What happened? I think I beat the Dark Dragon. I don't understand. It's been inside me since the accident. But it's gone now. The potion did exactly what it said it would. Keith? Mariah? What are you doing here? I was, uh, just taking my girl to the dance. So, your character, she hits rock bottom, right? And, As yours does. Right. Okay, so your character becomes hideous. She's gotten everything that she wanted, and to become her normal self again and have her sister become normal again, all she has to do is give away a measly ring. Like, that's, measly? Of that's course, not fair. It's oh, her most prized possession. Yeah, that's the whole and she didn't want to, like, how much did it really mean to her? She didn't want to give it away in the beginning of the episode, but then no. when she became ugly and hideous. To save her sister. To save oh, her sister. Please. It, it saved herself, too. It doesn't have to. It's, she she's didn't so know selfish. That. She didn't know that. The Tale of Dark Dragon versus The Tale of Vacant Lot. The main character in yours, what's her name? Catherine. Catherine. Catherine, yeah. She came in fourth in the race and she wanted to be better. What do you think Keith would have come in in that race? <laughs> Probably fifth. That's all. Probably, Probably le- dead last because he couldn't walk right. Wait, and to be fair, uh, is this a track race? Yeah, it's a track. Race. Any race that Keith is in, no, he's not just, going to win. Does, does that he make him He just wants to be able to walk again. The poor guy doesn't have it. So he he'd be fine with average, is what you're saying. And he Catherine, just wants to be normal. Yeah, he doesn't want to win a race. He just wants to experience high school how just, everybody else does. He just wants to steal the girl of a guy that was very kind to him a Greg second was before. Mean. Yeah, but Greg was very. We'll Greg get to it. We're about to go into this. Greg so apologized you... and said, "Oh, I'm sorry. I, I I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that to you. I, I really apologize." He's like, "Oh no, it's okay, man." And then he just asks out his girlfriend a second later. These are great points. This isn't, on yeah, both sides. Guess what? I could be nice to you and turn around and, and punch you somebody right in the now. face. You are right now. You're punching me in the doesn't face. Doesn't matter. Right now. You just because you're nice to somebody, he was treating his girlfriend like dirt. And uh, you know it. Who? Who? Greg. Okay. <laughs> so we're we're gonna move on to supporting characters here. The tale of nightly neighbors versus the tale of the full moon. So you got like a good five seconds of silence. Uh, like the Midnight Society is just looking at each other, and no, they're lit- so scared. No, no, of course. Lit- literally, Gary doesn't. Nope, it's almost unheard of for the Midnight Society to never comment on the story. Frank ends the story, and Gary just immediately, like, not immediately, because they're all like staring at each other, like, "What was that?" Uh, but then Gary just goes right to the hot dogs. Okay, to the hot dog. M- joke. It was more about Frank's one year anniversary, which I appreciate. But I think you know everything you need to by that Midnight Society's reaction. Which and is they like, need right, time to get the over. hot dogs out and do that. And I think <laughs> the hot dogs. The, st- the reason, one of the main reasons why I thought the this whole concept. Why the nightly what <laughs> the hot Cooking dogs? Cooking the hot dogs over the fire. <laughs> You've never heard of this? This is like second to uh, s'mores. It just feels. Are you serious? Like, the, like I just my did red, that for the my, first time last weekend. Hot not, dogs over the fire. Listen, I'm oh. not saying it's not enjoyable. <laughs> I'm just saying, in connection to the episode, I'll take my red Kool Aid over these random hot dogs. All right, there you have it. Uh, I still stick by Kool Aid at a campfire is uh, better than uh, hot dogs, but uh, I I realize I could be wrong there. Uh, no big deal. Um, 
this next section here is going to be some uh, some of cut our favorite cuts from uh, our guest Melissa, and uh, just like a lot of our guests, we've known Melissa for a very long time. Um, Melissa is Andrew's cousin, so of course they've known each other forever. But growing up with Andrew, I think I met Melissa probably around you know four or five years old. Uh, I wouldn't say we were best friends, but we, it was always you know we we were kid friends. And then uh, doing this podcast has resparked a friendship that's just been so much fun. Um, so we're gonna hear a couple of clips from Melissa. The first will be from a Perfect Date Night lineup where we picked um, two hours of Nick shows that we thought would make for a good date night. I think this was for Valentine's Day. And her and Andrew get into an epic argument, an argument so so um, intense that it actually leads to its own verses. Uh, so I thought, you know, we got to hear this uh, where Andrew picks his um, Are You Afraid of the Dark episode and Melissa strongly dissents and picks her own. And this just leads to a very heated battle. This might be one of our longer clips uh, on the uh, entire episode. And then we'll also hear uh, from our 1993 episode where uh, Melissa outlines how she had a crush on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So let's jump into those. Perfect date night lineup. So here, yeah, 9.30, here we mm. are. I'm, I'm going in for the romantic kill at this point. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if more than me, just I had this episode. Okay. Um, it's gonna be Are You Afraid of the Dark? Tale of the Dream Girl. Mm. Um, nope, nope, just nope. the ultimate, uh, the ultimate, I think, kind of, like, date night episode, really. Like, everything yeah. about the, uh, atmosphere of the episode's, like, really dark and, like, moody, and... Mm. The whole thing's about, uh, well, for, you know, to recap the episode, uh, it's this guy who, like, works at a bowling alley with his sister, and he keeps seeing this, like, mysterious girl everywhere who, uh, he kind of seems to think, and we're kind of led to believe that is a ghost, Mm. and, uh, so, like, he, I don't know, he keeps running into her, and then finally... Spoilers here for anyone who hasn't seen this. Uh, <laughs> Twenty. It's you, a, need a, you need a sound effect for spoilers. <laughs> um, in a twist ending, it turns out he's been dead the whole time. Mm. But also, the girl that he's been seeing was his girlfriend who died in a car crash with him. Oh man. always going to miss Johnny, but it made her feel better to know that he was happy at last with the girl of his dreams. We've we've mentioned this before, but this is like, had to be uh, where Sixth Sense came from. Shyamalan yeah. said so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just stole it. I like this better than Sixth Sense, personally. But uh, You've said that, and hmm. that's crazy. Are okay, you, I don't think wait, so. Sixth Sense is just, this is like a better version. It's just shorter and... You know, I, I get worse. everything out of it that I got from Sixth Sense. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, anyway, wow. I love the feel of this episode, and it feels different from any other for the dark. It's got a misty, dreamy, yes. high production mm-hmm. yes. feel. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's just that that final, like, end of the night kind of, like, bringing you... It's just a little bit lower of an mm. episode. Energy episode, I guess. So it's, like, a little... Uh, I don't know how exactly to describe it. Bores it bores you. No, not like that at all. Not like that at all. 
Because I, I did watched, you watch this? I one? watched yeah. that one. I, I had I started taking notes. I wrote Johnny, very good looking. He's a <laughs> much better actor than most. Are you afraid of the dark actors are? And then I stopped That's taking notes because I did not think it was good. As soon as I started watching it, I, I knew that he was dead, and it just disinterested me. Yeah, we were it's, very uh, far in, and Max hasn't seen a lot of Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. He goes, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> like, right so, away. So you, so you just knew. didn't even give it a chance. No, I watched the whole thing. Me. No, I watched. You it. said you turned it off before it ended. No, I stopped taking notes because oh. I, I said, okay. okay, I'm not going to talk about this one. <laughs> okay, well, for me, that that's going to round it out. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> She's gone. She's you guys, left before You guys the, are allowed to dislike o'clock. it, but uh, oh, I just think I it's a great a way little, to end it. I thought it was confusing. One question I had was, why it's, were they at the bowling alley and everybody was dressed like it was the 40s? But this took place in real because, time. Because those were the dead people that he was talking to. Like, those yeah. were other dead people. Yeah, but... I don't. I, I guess I don't understand. It was like as if this regular? bowling alley has been around for however long for There's the last only few two decades dead or whatever. There, and these are just like happened to the be 40s. the few dead people that he ran into while he was at the ghost cafe. I mean, I, I think that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I was a little confused. <laughs> I don't think it's that leads you to believe I, that this girl with this Letterman jacket is from that time period. And then uh, all of a sudden, it's his girlfriend, and you're just no, you're very No, because confused. you see her di- at different periods. There's no th- nothing to indicate she's from the 40s or whatever. Well, you would think when you see people from the 40s. No, no Some no, of them the are, but not everybody. Well, you wouldn't but it's know. Just, yeah, I mean, they just gave way too many clues that he was dead. And that's what, like, Sixth Sense, the first time I saw that, I was like, well, wow, he's been dead this whole time. Yeah, or the this mom one, is like, ignoring him. Okay, he goes and talks. Like, see, I he think. He goes and talks to the girls. They don't yeah, know he's there. The mom, the guy, uh, the the mom everybody's ignoring him. him. They don't do a good job. Seeing, of, this date seeing, night is falling apart. This no should way. be an episode. No <laughs> Let's do an episode. Seeing this the first time, I had no idea. I mean, it was before the Sixth Sense, and I was, you know, shocked by the ending. Um,. I just thought it was a really good episode. It was done really, done really subtly in the ways oh. that they give you clues. Like you already knew. I mean, how did I know? I knew because I, I only, I only watched it do, once. You, I mean, big well, ones. Because I'm older, you mean? You know, you should do a social about media poll. You've seen <laughs> Sixth Sense already. Like, Is this episode good or not? Let's ask Dream the Girl listeners. Well, yeah. Funny thing, it's the top-rated episode on IMDb. Okay, well, any I don't episode. think your listeners are. Well, that's because Johnny was a good actor. Okay, okay. Well, it's a great one. The so be- you guys wait, can poo-poo it all you greatest, want. But... Wait, the greatest-rated episode? Yes, the top-rated. Top-rated. That's crazy. Um, well, maybe we'll talk about it someday. <laughs> yes, I would love to. Further. This is getting huge. We're going to have to, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't need, planning on revisiting it. You guys can come back and All right, we'll, Melissa, we'll flush this thing out. we got to hear what this like, brilliant ha- end-of-the-night episode you picked is. Okay, you jerk. It is, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Dead Man's Float. Oh, are you serious? Yes. Shut up. It bring it's scary. It is scary. You're clinging on to that guy next to you or girl. You are terrified. That thing is creepy. It's scary. And what happens in the end? They're I mean, they're together. You've got the I mean, don't you feel like they're together in the end? I mean, they're in the float together. Mhm. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're definitely yeah, together. Yeah, they're together. <laughs> um Hi. Clarice, you're on the swim team, right? Yes, yeah, so? Uh, well, I'd like to show you something I think you might find interesting. 
Because you're on the team, I mean. What is it? Uh, well, I'd rather show you. How about after school? I have to practice. I'm on the swim team, remember? Right. Well, what about tomorrow? Before school? Just tell me what it is. Well, that's no fun. Fun? You're telling me what's fun? Well, I... Okay, Beaker Boy, you're on. Okay, this is a very interesting choice. I'm only kind of outraged by it because of <laughs> how much outraged. grief you gave me for my pick, because this is, like, ridiculous compared to that one. Those two d are... He's dead. The episode is not good. It's about a love and he dies, that lasts and he says, beyond he says, less. scary, though. He I says mean, bye to his sister in the end. His sister is crying Yours because is about dead. a is zombie so monster in a pool. I mean, what are you talking that about? That brings That's... two people closer together. And I mean, they're... all these episodes bring two people closer together. <laughs> I mean, it brought his sister and I him farther that... apart in Andrew's episode because he crossed over his sister, and he but is he gone was, for good. He was brought together with the love that he died with at the end fight, of the episode. Fight, fight, all right, well, fight. you know, oh blood is thicker than water, and he chose his girlfriend. Of, well, he was who knows dead. how long? They were 16. He was all... They weren't even together that long, I'm sure. He was going to have to choose between his girlfriend, who was also dead, <laughs> or his life his where he sister? couldn't exist with regular people. Well, he people. existed to a sister. Yes, but... What? Guys, guys, it's date night. Come on. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anything else you want to say about Dead Man's Float that, um, like, stood out to you as, you know, this is, this is the thing I have to end the night on? It is better than Andrew's episode. And that's how I'll end this. Okay. You're in Review 1993. Yeah. But I was very young, and I had a big crush on like all of the turtles. Is that <laughs> weird? <laughs> Maybe uh, a little. I want to dig into this. Fun fact about me: Yeah, I had. I used to have reoccurring dreams about the turtles. About the turtles. Romantically. That, yes, as a kid, like I was hanging out with them, and they had crushes on me, and I had crushes on them. What was the hottest turtle? Uh, I don't remember at the time. <laughs> Uh, like, were you wow. imagining yourself as April? I maybe I, d I did not like her because she was uh, getting yeah, she, she had the action. Yeah, yeah, she was getting the action. She wasn't romantic <laughs> with them. They were teenagers for Christ's sake. <laughs> I don't know, but I I vividly remember going to bed and just praying like, can we just let me pick up where I left off last night? Like I just had the the greatest. <laughs> Oh. So I don't remember not liking it. I, it probably just added to my. Oh my god! <laughs> it added to my dream catalog of you wow. know adventures. That's interesting. This is really funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. There's some clips from Melissa. Um, really love that uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> clip. I think there was one where she was also talking about maybe liking Casper. I couldn't find it, though. Um, I should say that, you know, there were other clips I wanted to include in this, but uh, in some cases, some of our episodes are so old that I can't find the original files. And so if there's some things left out here, know that one, uh, I may have tried but couldn't find it, or two, you know, we've done 150 episodes, so I can only account so for so much in one episode. Um but we're also going to hear a clip here from her uh, her husband and one of our best buds, Max, 
this is from an episode called Cabin Fever, uh, in which Max uh, ponders frogs. Uh, so let's hear that. Rocco's Modern Life, Cabin Fever. Nice. You think? I wonder. <laughs> do you think uh, frogs can get hypothermia? Hmm. I mean, well, like, where are all the frogs during the winter? Don't they probably freeze in, in place? <laughs> Wait. Oh, man, I probably sound like an idiot. But I guess, like, you know, if if they live in, like, your ditch and the ditch freezes over, they're, they have I'm to not sure frozen. what they do. Hibert? Maybe they hibernate. Where would they uh, go? They have to live in water. Like, underground or something? This, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm totally I'd... guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never in my life had to think about what frogs do during the winter. I've often thought about what bees do, but I've never thought about what frogs do. <laughs> what do bees do? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think about it. I don't. I never looked it up. <laughs> um. Huh. Well, hopefully. Uh, should we should we look it up? Episode. Should oh, we put well. on some like hold music or something? <laughs> look it up. Yeah. Two frogs. Well, yeah, cause... it's one of the first searches that comes up. <laughs> frogs? Wow. Okay. What two frogs. All right, and we're back. Um, <laughs> so here's the quick Google answer that pops up according to Discovery. It says during the winter they go into a state of hibernation, and some can be exposed to temperatures below freezing. Aquatic frogs. Um, usually spend the winter at the bottom of a pond or other body of water, but they don't burrow down into the mud. Hmm. Huh. So they hibernate. So they're just sitting there. Yeah. Maybe. Weird. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. So oh. so the big heads right now should be yeah. in a deep sleep. Um. Very nice. And this has led to us... I think this clip uh, directly has led to us feeling more free to do internet searches during the episode. You know, I think up front when we started the podcast, we really wanted it to be a professional, well-done episode. And um, I think as we go here, we, we've started to realize we probably use our resources rather than just guessing at things. Uh, and uh, what what better way to do it than uh, researching the hibernation patterns of frogs? Uh, so shout out to Max. Uh, we love him, and we'll hear from him soon. Uh, this next round of clips comes from uh, one of our... Oh, she's one of our oldest guests, but she's one of our most popular. Uh, people really seem to enjoy the episode she's on. This comes from Candace. And Candace, uh, I should say, from her first episode on, it became well known that Candace loves horses. Uh, she loves movies with horses, um, anything anything horse related. And this became kind of a stigma. I couldn't uh, I couldn't get access to the original file. I think it was from um, nineteen ninety year in review nineteen ninety one. Um, I couldn't get to that one. So I have a clip here from Year in Review 2018 where Horses comes back up and Candace takes exception to our uh, frequent referencing of um, horses. And the second clip comes from uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? The Tale of Midnight Madness where Candace does um, impressions from the movie The Room, which is one of my favorite all-time moments. Uh, if you haven't, If you're not familiar with The Room, you know, this might fall a little flat with you. Uh, but The Room is considered one of the worst movies ever made, although it's um, highly watchable in a, you know, so bad it's funny way. If you haven't seen The Room um, and you got some time off here, it'll really, I think it'll make you laugh. Um, so this, this this clip includes Candace doing some 
impressions from that movie. Let's check these out. Year in Review, 2018. Buster Scruggs is on Netflix for anybody who wants to check it out. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, did you see this one? I loved it. Oh, wow. You're a, we- you're a Western fan. I'm a Western fan. Mm-hmm. I, I do. There's some horses. Really appreciate. All right. <laughs> I think actually each segment has a horse, if not multiple. <laughs> this is an outrageous campaign by this podcast. <laughs> to smear. <laughs> to smear my reputation. What is a accurate <laughs> representation of you? <laughs> it is really accurate, but I just don't want it to be the first thing that people know. <laughs> I really love Western. Are you afraid of the dark? Midnight Madness. Ugh. He seems to be drawn to the movie almost. Yeah. And he runs. Because there's no other reason. He has a victim. Yeah. 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 It's like he's gotta. He's gotta finish the movie. Like the movie. His movie's going on without him. Hmm. That's his life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He sounded a little like Tommy was so there. (laughs) That's his life. Don't think too much. It might not turn out right. <laughs> Killing it. <laughs> My other podcast is just <laughs> the room quotes. Uh, I just you do the whole screenplay, but you do every character. <laughs> I would pay to hear Candace read the room. <laughs> what else? You, wait, anything else? Hi, doggy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, one more. This is not, no, yeah, this it's is good. not fun for people who have not watched the movie The Room or that new James Franco movie S- about have, The Room. Sometimes we have to satisfy ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> one more. I can't remember anything else. Oh, I have what Mark, when he answers the phone and goes, what, I'm very busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's like, I can't talk, I'm very busy. <laughs> I'm very busy. <laughs> okay. All right, so that was Candace. Great impressions, really solid. Uh, nice job, Candace. Let's keep rocking. Uh, a couple clips here from our buddy Jason, and in particular, you know, Jason is a friend from uh, high school. So we met Jason in high school, and uh, him and I want to say him and Andrew worked together, or at least uh, continued the relationship through uh, work. And Jason was nice enough to, you know, come on for a long while and assist us in particular in a trilogy we called the Ernst Trilogy. These were three episodes we looked at from Hey Dude, um, Cowboy Ernst, Killer Ernst, and Magnum Ernst. And we just had so much fun doing these. Um, not necessarily that the episodes were good, but that, uh, that the you know, having a conversation with Jason is really fun. It's a great way to spend some time. And so we wanted to highlight a couple clips here. One's from Cowboy Ernst and one's from Killer Ernst. Uh, And it's just uh, us having fun with Jason. Hey, dude. Cowboy Ernst. Uh, I believe believe, uh, the guy who plays Gary is from Canada. uh, Russ Hall? Russ Hall. I think he's from Canada. So you can just give up on that dream right now. (laughs) (laughs) He's a weatherman, right? He's a weatherman in Canada. Um, I think he... Oh, oh, you mean for yeah for president here? Uh, he could be oh, hold pre- some position in 
uh, Canada. Wow, imagine Gary being Prime Minister of Canada. <laughs> I wish I knew who Gary was. <laughs> uh, uh, Gary, glasses, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah, you... so this is probably a good time to mention that I didn't have cable growing up. Yeah. So the only Nickelodeon I watched was at my grandparents' house. Okay. And uh, I don't think that Are You Afraid of the Dark was one of the permitted shows because it had the word afraid in it. Dark and <laughs> <laughs> those things don't mix well. Sure. For people who are afraid of the dark so so then if i could ask like what are what what are your memories of 90s nickelodeon uh certainly like rugrats rocco's modern life um some of those other shows that i used to watch uh hey dude was one that i think really got the seal of approval from the grandparents (laughs) so that was watched Um, so you have some recollection of it yeah absolutely and it was like you went over to my grandparents you watched nickelodeon (laughs) but you watched certain Nickelodeon shows. Right. When was Are You Afraid of the Dark God? It would have been 91 to... I'm sorry, I meant time of day. <laughs> Saturday, 9.30? Yeah. Yeah, we were... That was, you know, way past the 8 o'clock stay up late point. Ah, so. uh, sure. Well, okay. we've run into this phenomenon before. Yeah. Typically with Ren and Stimpy. Oh, oh. I meant the, uh, the phenomenon of not having cable to watch Oh, Nickelodeon. sure, yeah. Kevin, um, you know Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, sim- similar thing. Uh, didn't have, a lot of yeah. times. I, mean, I, he only, I think Brett like didn't have it for a while. I think like he started halfway through or something. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we um, we this is now a good time to mention that uh, all of us just lived in the wilderness. And... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, you've checked out the episode. Absolutely. And, and Ren and Stimpy, I think, had the great the cartoon aspect that mm-hmm. wasn't axed because he's watching a cartoon. So oh, wow. <laughs> I did see that too. Interesting. <laughs> Ooh, and Doug. It's all coming back to me. Oh, yeah. Doug's very wholesome. Yes. Would have made your grandparents really happy. Very happy. <laughs> Patty Mayonnaise is an all-American girl. <laughs> uh, hey, dude. Cowboy Ernst. TV airs their first ever episode of Unplugged, uh, and the first uh, band to perform is a band from London called Squeeze. I don't mm. know if you guys are familiar with them. I'm aware of them. Yeah, they have, a, they have like, I don't know. I wouldn't call them... Super excited. Certainly know that word. Squeeze. Yes. Yeah. I've heard it before. I don't know if I know the band. I think when people think about MTV Unplugged, they think, oh man, squeeze. I think so too. I think yeah. it's like yeah. that and Nirvana. I think those are the two. But like Nirvana way down below. Well, yeah. Like, hey, remember <laughs> MTV so. Unplugged? Oh yeah, squeeze. Did you know Nirvana was on that? Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> hey dude, Killer Ernst. You said we're talking about Killer Ernst, which is a season three, episode ten ep- yeah. uh, of Hey Dude, uh, and this premieres on Friday, uh, June eighth, nineteen ninety, hmm. uh, at two p.m. There's uh, that golden time slot. Yeah. <laughs> Nickelodeon <laughs> loves that one hour before you're out of school time <laughs> slot. Did you see Hey Dude? Nope, not again for the fiftieth time. <laughs> Nope, I was in seventh period again. <laughs> uh, I'd be curious uh, to to do a, like a, a case study on how many people did skip seventh or eighth period or whatever they needed to to get home to see that episode. I bet it's high. But again, Hey Dude is a show that does not seem like it's for anyone. <laughs> I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I just I like it. I just can't figure out the target audience. I that the I have time it, slot is puzzled. I have it written here in my notes. Who is this show made for? <laughs> 
too much fun. All right, yeah, we miss Jason. Uh, Jason is, you know, he's living his best life. He uh, he had a new daughter not too long ba- not too long ago, and uh, so we haven't heard from Jason in a while just because he's a busy man. But hopefully we can get him back on at some point because um, it's just so much fun to talk to him. Um, and uh, another old friend and one of our original guests, uh, Kevin. We wanted to highlight some clips from Kevin here. Um, we met Kevin probably uh, high school too. And I played in bands with Kevin, and Kevin skateboarded uh, with kind of a bunch of our mutual friends. Um, and Kevin's just one of those people we've never lost lost touch with, and you know we consider him just one of our best buddies. And so uh, he's always been really nice about coming on. And uh, a couple of clips we're going to hear here. One's from the uh, from uh, an episode about Alan Strange, where uh, Kevin recounts how an, a character in the episode of Alan Strange has the same exact hat his father wore uh, while he was growing up, which uh, I love that story. We'll also um, hear a clip of not from Kevin directly, even though Kevin was on the episode, but from Year in Review 2000, or I'm sorry, from a, a retrospective 2018. Uh, Chris quotes his favorite Kevin lines. Um, this seemed like a great way to recount uh, all the very clever one-liners Kevin has because Kevin is full of great one-liners. Uh, we'll hear a clip from um, The Trouble with Teddy, Pete and Pete, where he discusses uh, handshakes, uh, which was one of, oh, which really uh, tickled me. And A Year in Review 1996 in what has become an ongoing conversation, much in the vein of Mother. Um, Kevin picked the movie Multiplicity as his favorite movie of 1996, which uh, baffled Andrew and I, uh, really floored us. And uh, that conversation was just so much fun and uh, has been running ever since. Um, So these are the clips we'll hear here. The Journey of Alan Strange, Starwalk. Interesting. Yeah. So that's the trivia. Stray observations. Oh, I got uh, lunch here. <laughs> oh. uh, um, I mean, I could just go real quick because I just have one. Oh, sure. And oh, it's, perfect. And it's not really anything that you guys would pick up on. Oh, maybe oh, you did. Oh. Well, I mean, it, it, <laughs> not, not like that. I mean, you guys probably picked up on it, but it, it, it relates to me a little more personally yeah. than it would for you guys. So mm-hmm. the cashier at the store, she was wearing a hat, a Santa hat, which mm-hmm. I know you, you, you caught that. Oh, we caught um, it. That, that's great, but... My dad wore that exact same hat every Christmas day. Wow. Well, that's incredible. So so tell people what it says. uh, It says, I believe in Santa Claus. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a baseball-style cap, but it has the elongated Santa portion. Yeah. Um, The bottom half looks like a Make America Great hat (laughs) with a Santa Claus hat on top. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, while catching that observation wasn't a big deal, I thought it was really interesting because, like, until... This episode, that's the only other time I've seen that hat in my life. That's like, pretty incredible. Yeah, that is so, yeah. amazing. I really so, enjoyed that. I'm so glad you ended up being on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is remarkable. <laughs> like, uh, when you saw her, did it immediately hit you or did it yeah, take you? No. Oh, okay. Like, I mean, it's a really recognizable hat. I mean, yeah. it has kind of like a corduroy pattern mm, on it and okay. everything. So, like, it, it sticks out. Because yeah. I'm like, eh, that's my dad's Santa hat. <laughs> BOC Retrospective 2018. Can I can I interject with the list here? Of course. All right, these are the top seven Kevin one-liner jokes. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, number seven. Was I supposed to sound the air horn? 
Number six. You can compare poop soda to cat dog, and it wouldn't be good. <laughs> <laughs> is that something I said? I don't remember. These are all, oh, these these are all direct was, quotes. Uh, maybe referencing... It was in uh, Sim. Sim. Oh, yeah, okay. Poop, gotcha. Poop soda, yeah. Gotcha, okay. Number five. I remember the first time I watched Invader Zim last night. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Who is Derek Jeter? <laughs> Just deadpan. <laughs> Number three, on the canceled show, Very Important House. Guess it wasn't all that important. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that. I know. I don't either. Number two, on the Clarissa reboot. They probably had to take Sam's ladder in for repairs. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Kevin. And number one, because it... uh, uh, it, it relates to what how I spent this last week. Well, I guess I listened to over 50 hours of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's depressing. That's great. Yeah. That, and that was your top seven. <laughs> Kevin, one liner jokes wow. in 2017. Did you rank your own lines? 2018. No. I, uh, I That's your guys' <laughs> job to do that. Yeah. I assumed that you would come prepared. Okay. Well, my favorite's your guess on the Agro Greg. <laughs> 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 I don't even remember being a part of that conversation. Yeah, we called you for your favorite game show list. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, seemed very high. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Quite the time. Adventures uh, of Pete and Pete, The Trouble with Teddy. Yeah, definitely like had a friend that tried to do some kind of secret handshake, ah. and, and it had a verbal component. And I was really? Like, yeah, I'm, wow. no, I'm not doing that. Sorry. No way. Do do you have any? Have you ever had any successful handshakes in your life? No, absolutely not. Even like, <laughs> you even mean like standard, even standard <laughs> like. Hey, you know, Kevin, you know, Kevin gives the limp hand. <laughs> even like kind of catching up with an acquaintance, you know, I'll go for a handshake and I'll go for a fist bump. It's a oh. failure every time. So. Would you rather have a handshake or a fist bump? I, well. Neither. I, I, sure. Um, Whichever one you're anticipating. Yeah, that, that's that's right. I I don't know how to anticipate High five. That. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the Just clearest. Going into it, that's the clearest one. Like you okay. know what you're what yeah. you're up for, but sometimes that turns into a hug, and that's weird. Hmm. Oh, sure. Yeah, so. It is a whole thing it navigating the. Uh, so maybe you call that. Maybe if everyone just did the the soul shake, <laughs> it would be really easy. I'd like to Perfect. think that they were hoping it would catch on. Yeah. yeah. Did do you have any handshakes throughout your life that like uh, secret or like special handshakes? You yeah, mean? any that have gone over an extent. To me, if you've done it more than like a couple days, that's pretty impressive. No, I've never like been part of like an invented handshake yeah. that okay. lasted no neither mm. yeah. i mean i'm sure everyone's done like the fresh prince and jazz handshake at some point in their life i don't know have you for real well i mean like jokingly or ironically <laughs> right i mean you see it so many times it's pretty that's, that's true. pretty iconic that's right? true yeah. mm. okay uh, stop holding <laughs> stuff you're in review 1996 uh, number one is multiplicity <laughs> <laughs> you have to be. I am not kidding. I absolutely love that movie. Okay. Oh, um, just I, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting the uh, the surprise on that one. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong movie. Uh, with Michael Keaton. No, this is <laughs> where it's just him over and over. This is the right movie. It's like work is first, 
and my family is a close second. I'm a, I'm a distant third, bringing up the rear. By a miracle of modern science... I just need a little time for myself. Doug Kinney is about to get the one thing he needs more of. Doug? Your clone. Himself. So, uh... What, uh, what do I feed it? Now... Between the two of us, we're gonna get a lot of stuff done. We're gonna kick some ass. We're gonna be awesome. There are two Dugs to go around. I'll get the dishes, and I'll drive the kids to school. Thanks. Two Dugs to share the load. When would you have time to do all this? I suggest we all do them every morning. Find out what he had for breakfast. But it's still not enough Dugs. I hate to ask you, honey, but could you pick up the kids? To get the job done. Two. Like it, meet. <laughs> do you, look at. Do you see how many movies are on this? Do you see it? Like how many are here? I do see that. Literally didn't make my list as far as like something someone would oh. even want me to mention. Oh, okay. <laughs> that is one of the most like quoted movies in my household. I. This is just insane. <laughs> like quote what parts? Oh man, I, I'm not. <laughs> Multiplicity. There's so many parts. You can't even... <laughs> How do I narrow it down? <laughs> I, I, I can't. There's so many of him. You can't remember all the different lines. Oh, it's just such a great movie. Maybe I, I need it. to revisit it because Michael Ugh. Keaton's good and 90s Keaton's I very like good. I like Michael Keaton. I uh, like getting to see Michael Keaton play four different characters because yeah. they all have different personalities. Right. One's kind of like brash, right? Yeah. And, 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 then was... a, and then at one point, one of the copies copies himself, and then you get like. <laughs> A less, a lesser copy, which we'll and talk he's... about later, is very relevant. Nineteen ninety six, yeah, copies uh, of yourself. Uh, I don't know. I just mm. really enjoyed that movie. And there's um, one of the, um, not co-star, but I guess not quite extra, um, was Q from Star Trek. So <laughs> <laughs> he has one of my most memorable lines, which I just think this... is so stupid. Um, he, he says, you know what they say, if, if you don't come in on Saturday, don't even bother coming in on Sunday. <laughs> it makes no sense, and I, I, I try to use that at work. People don't oh, get I'm it. really happy we asked you to be on 1996. <laughs> Besides, oh. wild hearts can't be bro- broken. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the easily the most surprising pick, I think. Yeah, I mean, probably no one else. I'm not even sure anyone else in the world <laughs> would pick this as their favorite '96 movie. My dad would. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please let us know if you're in Kevin's Man, camp. As multiplicity being the best movie of the 1996. <laughs> wow, jeez. Uh. Ugh, multiplicity. All right. <laughs> we did discuss, I, you know, I, I tried rewatching it. Not bad. Not as bad as I would say, but um, not the best movie of 1996. Um, but we'll let Kevin have it. Uh, everybody deserves, you know, their thing. I'm, certainly there's stuff uh, both Andrew and I have said we, we love that has made people scratch their heads. Um, so these last round of clips are just kind of a random assortment of stuff. They just kind of come from all over the place. Um, and just stuff that really, uh, stuff that, uh, made us laugh and hopefully will entertain you for a little bit here. The first clip is from a recent episode. Um, are you afraid of the dark, the tale, the time trap in which Andrew and I have maybe one of our largest disagreements over a rating for an, are you afraid of the dark episode? Uh, time trap was an episode Andrew really enjoyed and an episode I thought was, uh, quite bad. And, uh, I, I hold true to that and I think Andrew holds true to his, but, um, this clip will kind of be our discussion over my very low score uh, of Time Trap. The next clip will come from Salute Your Shorts Radio Calling Contest, where our uh, guest Jocelyn 
uh, and us really have fun um, talking about a quote from Trevor Eister, who played Sponge on Salute Your Shorts, uh, where he kind of um, compares himself to maybe the original mold of Harry Potter. And uh, we just have a good time thinking about um, <laughs> comparing Sponge from Salute Your Shorts to Harry Potter. The uh, clip after that will come from our newest episode, Year in Review 1997, where we have the uh, Titanic door debate. Uh, did Rose have enough? Did she have uh, enough room to share with Jack? Did she not? Uh, and we'll, we'll just talk Titanic. That ended up being a really fun conversation. And then, of course, we'll end with um, what I think is maybe fans and listeners' favorite moment. At least it's the one I hear most about in messages from people which is from an episode called Favorite Game Shows, and it's about the height of the agro-crag. What started as just like a mid-conversation, one-off question of, you know, did people know how tall the actual agro-crag was, turns into, um, you know, just an <laughs> just a really fun time. Uh, Andrew gives his answer, which leads to a lot of laughs, and then we call Chris later in the episode, and I pose the question to Chris, and uh, more laughs are had. Um, so we hope you enjoy these clips here. Are you afraid of the dark? The tale of the time trap. All right. Well, there's, you know, there's a difference of opinion here. That's okay. <laughs> it's healthy. <laughs> um, you know, on my rewatch, uh, this originally I had a 1.5 when I made it for my list. Uh, I went up to a 2 on my rewatch. So I, I liked it a little bit more, but I'm giving this 2 out of 5 Kreb stars. Nice. I think it's, I think Sardot is the saving grace of this episode. I love the shot of him in the box. Um, but Bell is an annoyance. Uh, the story doesn't really add up to much. Uh, there's really no lesson to to be learned because of kind of just her manic uh, decision making. Uh, this, the Midnight Society segments are just pure trash. Um, oh, those cookies were great. But it just doesn't like as we've talked about. It just doesn't really connect in a way that makes sense. Um, I think this is a. I think this Man. is a dud. Middle to lower tier. Uh. I would maybe middle tier, um, <laughs> but it just feels good. Like at least feels fun watching it. And Jay Barishall is a big plus. Sardo is a big plus. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of strengths in this episode that just aren't true of a whole lot of other ones. Yeah. I mean, I think to put this as a two, you're t that in my mind that's like renegade virus. You must have fun. a ton of episodes two and below. Foam police is fun. I mean, these are like, the, the, you're naming the top episodes of the series here. No, but those are episodes where, not because they're just good, I'm picking episodes where, wow, this is fun to watch. This is wacky, really zany. This episode is, I know I've said it before, but it's it's as if I'm watching a Disney Channel show. It doesn't feel in line with anything, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, let me just go over some of the other episodes in season seven just just a refresher yeah you know last dance worse laser maze better unbelievable i mean that's insane <laughs> laser maze is, is better laser, objectively <laughs> laser, that's for sure laser maze is a good example of a fun episode no there's nothing laser maze is the opposite of fun like jake the snake is the fun version of laser maze jake the snake is not even supposed to be fun it's just so but bad it it's fun. good yeah yeah well, that's, but laser that's maze a, is not fun at a, all that's a whole different category so bad it's so bad it's good is jake the snake uh, jake the snake takes itself ultra seriously which is what makes it so yes, funny yes this episode thinks it's hilarious and it's not um i'm not sure that it thinks it's that 
<laughs> it's definitely playing for comedy more than any Are You Afraid of the Dark. What? More Maybe. than any other episode? Pretty much. Are you? What Are You Afraid of the Dark is um, this comedic? Lunar Locust is trying to be funny Not the whole re- time. A, a little bit. Here and there. Tara Here P- and there. Tara the Lipinski whole is. point of the <laughs> The whole tone is supposed to be funny. And that's a better episode. Yeah. Uh, that's insane as well. That's crazy. <laughs> Kevin agrees with me. Oh my god. <laughs> this is just insane. You actually ranked Silver Sight above this. Yes. All of the Silver Sight. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm a fan of Silver Sights, yeah, but Part 2 is definitely not anywhere near as good as It's the this. best Silver Sight. We talked about no, this No, it's definitely the worst. <laughs> I mean, oh my god. Um, you're just you're extra hard on this episode, I think. And I, I just don't I think it deserves quite this I can't level deny my gut reaction. Vitriol. I think it it is not what I want out of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And so I hold it in a, a special contempt for it. Because it's so, it it doesn't belong. All right, time trap or multiplicity? Multiplicity. Yes. <laughs> Wait, let me clarify. The last hour of multiplicity. <laughs> uh, not the first hour. Um, okay. Uh, I disagree that this doesn't fit as an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, though. I still think it feels very much like a Sardo one. Um, maybe a little goofier, but not by much. I think if you watch those Sardos, like if you just Uh, sat down and did an eight part Sardo part. (laughs) The door unlocked. Like that's pretty much as goofy as this. Goofy? Yes. I mean, it's a ridiculous concept. The quality is low, but I wouldn't describe it as goofy. The concept's goofy. Maybe, but the execution isn't played that way. Okay. Um, Sardo is always goofy. He's always goofy. That's for sure. Yes, definitely. And that's the thing that's good about this episode is specifically his goofiness. That's one good thing about it. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, no, the perfect way to describe this episode is stupid. If if you like that kind of stupid, that's good. Laser Maze is stupid. This is like competently. <laughs> this is no. There's nothing fun about Laser Maze. But this is competently put together. At least oh, Laser boy. Maze is just a boring. Somehow they managed to make it's laser so, tag. Laser... Laser. Robots, clones, yes, boring. Yes, yes, yes. How yes, could yes. they make all those, those boring? Things, all those things. Laser, laser maze <laughs> is the same kind of uh, atmosphere as Jake the Snake, where there's so much happening. You're like, what is this episode? Except even? it's not even so bad. It's good. It's just it bad. Is. No, it's no, no, just no. bad. It's fun. No, it's, <laughs> it's trying to dissect. You know, we're you know, if we really wanted to, we could dissect time trap. In a hot second. You know, Genie doesn't give the wishes he wants. You gotta figure out how to undo it. Time, uh, a laser laser maze, we'd be here for an extra hour. Just You're right, kind of... and that doesn't make it good. <laughs> but it makes it's it terrible. fun. It makes no, it fun no. to laugh at. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even want to rewatch it. I considered picking it for this week, but it was so boring and bad. I was like, I, can't, I don't want to sit through this again. Salute your shorts, the radio calling contest. Uh, Having him. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> good job. Uh, as I was as I was looking uh, at the IMDb here, I was double checking um, bones. <laughs> sure. As you do. We come we came across a uh, Trevor Eister quote, and uh, I want to just get your gut reaction here. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is according to IMDb. He says, "I was one of the." F- I was one of the first of what was to become that lovable archetype. Before Steve Urkel and Harry Potter, there was Sponge. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bold. 
What do you think? <laughs> I'm not sure Harry Potter really fits the mold. I was going to say, would you but... put Steve, Ar- Steve Urkel and Harry Potter <laughs> in the same sentence? <laughs> no. I would, I would put, like, uh, Screech and yeah, Steve yeah. Urkel in the same sentence. Uh <laughs> Harry Potter is like he's nerdy he wears glasses most famous character on earth (laughs) Uh, no I don't know I think he's maybe a little diluted Um, no yeah and I don't think Sponge had that kind of reach I think he's maybe overestimating uh, the importance of Sponge I think if you say salute your shorts people think donkey lips or ugg or Budnick maybe the the heartthrob of the show (laughs) well I think Sponge are you serious well, I mean, first person amongst the others. Sure, but first yeah. person you think of when you say Slayer Shorts. Hmm. Bud Nick, I guess. Okay. What's his first name? Robert. Bobby. Yeah. yeah. Bobby. Robert Bo- Bobby Bud Nick. Robert Bobby Bud Nick. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I would think Donkey Lips, but uh, hmm. maybe Sponge is like fourth. Oh, Where's Harry Potter? Just like Harry. Potter. When I think Harry Potter, it's like Hermione, <laughs> Ron. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hagrid. Hagrid, sure. <laughs> Some other Harry Potter people. Year in Review, 1997. Yeah, I, I, uh, and I think, you know what, it's, I think it gets a hard rap because it became so famous and became such a viral thing, but it's really not that bad of a I movie. I don't think it gets a hard rap. Oh, no, you don't think so? I think people love it, yeah, unabashedly. People, love, people oh, okay. love talking about the... <laughs> bored at the end okay i read an area of james cameron he said the one thing he would change about his career is he would make that board a little bit smaller to justify so there wouldn't be a debate over if they could both fit on it it was too big it was a door uh, i think yeah, it was I think a they giant both door clearly could have fit on it yeah it was yeah i think you don't think so i mean i think first of all that's an insane re- single regret to have in all of his movies <laughs> um <laughs> what, what would be yours Av- if you were his? Has he seen Avatar? <laughs> <laughs> um, but why couldn't they hold on to this thing? People keep ta- people constantly talk about Leo it. So she's on, on it. it and he's holding her. Yeah, okay. And he freezes to death. And, he and she lets go of him. Despite but saying, there was no, room on the door. Go. Yeah, and people debate that well, constantly. Well, he was going to freeze to death anyway. Though. No, no, no. She didn't a- freeze to death? She was hanging yeah, on. Yeah, but... So they That's both just could have a been up because there. everyone doesn't freeze to death at the exact same moment. But it would have given him he, more of a fighting yes. chance. He was in the water. His Maybe. upper body would have been at least on a flat, not freezing cold surface. I think the odds of him surviving still, even if he got up on that thing, are slim. Maybe. Why don't you tell all the naysayers then? Especially because then this. he's wet out in that freezing she was wet air. Too? Like, yeah, she was in wet in too. A ball gown. Yeah, you're right. But the unbelievable in... part is that she survived at all. She was hogging that thing. She was, she was straight up in the middle. Yes. Scoot, scoot over. over for the love of your I life. I scoot over for a stranger, let alone the love of my life. She knows he's done for. She's I don't like, think so. Here. Do you think they would have made it after the movie if he would have lived? After the... Uh, maybe for a little while. No, she was used to the finer things. And oh, he was well. A... Yeah, eventually that's going to come up. He was in storage pretty much on the ship. She's, you think she, she's going to She wouldn't even have made it out, I don't think, without him. Well, no, he wouldn't have made it out without her. Never mind. Yeah. He was street smart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only reason why he got on Bad that Bad taste ship. in women. Bad taste in women. And the old lady, to throw that in... I'm just saying, she was well, selfish. Yeah, she was selfish yes. till the, the, old till lady? the very end. Yes, all to, all the way to the end she was selfish. There's an, uh, What's so selfish about the old lady? Why did she need end? to throw that... Well, Give it to a museum where people yes. could appreciate it. Yes, <laughs> that guy has spent his whole life looking for that necklace. Bill, uh, is it Pullman th- or Paxton in the movie? Paxton? Paxton. 
Yeah, well, maybe, he gets he gets his I, just nobody, nobody knows. <laughs> he gets his just desserts it's, for being a treasure hunter. Yeah. Uh, That's his whole life. I know yeah. he shouldn't have foolishly. No, she's the jerk. Uh, I don't know. I, don't, I just don't care. Like it's a diamond. It doesn't really matter. It's the heart it of the him. ocean. You're right. So it belongs. Imagine you know, spending your whole life kind of looking for this one thing. You find it, and this 90 year old woman like throws it <laughs> into the ocean. I remember being a kid, and the part when she steps up on the railing to dump it, yeah. they like they show her feet. And I remember when I saw that, I was like, "What? It's so unnecessary. I don't need to see wow. it." And also, why isn't anybody watching her? She's so old. I guess you guys don't like Titanic that much, any after all. I do like yeah, it. I it sounds like too. I like it more than you I like guys. the parts with the ship. I don't like the parts with the old lady. <laughs> he doesn't care about the cast. He wants okay, more boat. <laughs> ship fetish over here. <laughs> Get Kathy Bates out of here. <laughs> she can stay. <laughs> Just Kathy I'm, Bates I'm, sitting. She seems right. She um, could give you a tour of the ship. That'd be nice. I like the captain a lot. Great casting. Um, <laughs> what about the guy playing the violin? Yeah, they're, they're good. And I like um, the architect who's on the ship. You know, Favorite game shows. There's Boogie Down, Bullseye, of course, the Aggro Crag. You know how tall the Aggro Crag was? Um, I don't. 873 feet. Tall? Oh. Yeah. That's like... <laughs> are you serious? That's like a skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, <laughs> this is going to crush your child. Let's hear it. What is it? It's 28 feet. 28 <laughs> feet. God. That's... Wow. Oh, all right. Jeez. It's not an actual amount. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it did. They they were they they talk about they were actually able to like uh, take it apart reassemble it. They said it would take almost a month though to like really? take it apart. It, about twenty people to do it. Uh, <laughs> twenty uh, people working forty hours a week to to, to disassemble the thing. Yeah. Fair enough. If you um if if we had you guess at how tall the aggro crag is. <laughs> How 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 tall do you think the actual Agro Craig is? Oh, uh, ten thousand, twelve thousand feet. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like, it seems like that's the size of an actual mountain. The decisions start getting you know fuzzy. Can't find those actuators. The actuators themselves don't always actuate. No, but how tall do you think the actual Agro Craig was? Like in the studio. Oh, um, yeah, I guess it's probably less tall than a mountain. Um, I, it did, I guess the point I'm trying to make is it did seem pretty tall to me. Right? <laughs> like, like my answer was so ridiculous. <laughs> Chris came it was in. It's probably a hundred and it's probably a hundred and seven feet. Oh, wow. Okay. You're really, right, you're really in for a surprise. Initial, initially. Uh, farther off than Andrew, now you're a little closer. It was 28 feet. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't know whether that makes me like mad at uh, Guts or like appreciate Guts more because yeah, 
I don't know, maybe for low camera angles, but they really make <laughs> you, you know, the kids, the kids are, it's not something we've talked about, but the kids are working, like, really hard horizontally rather than vertically. Like, yeah. they're going, they're really, yeah. they're really going side to side on slight angles, so I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. it makes it seem like it takes forever to get to the top when they're really just, like, running across the mountain. Or, or uh, whoever designed that, you know, did it on a budget and should have gotten it right. <laughs> <laughs> There it was, Agrocrag. 28 feet, people. Maybe uh, test it yourself for people who like 90s Nick. Ask them and maybe have a good time, you know, rocking their childhoods with the actual answer to the Agrocrag from Guts. Um, Well, that's it. That kind of wraps up um, our best BOC moments. I'm sure we've left some stuff out and, you know, we've had so many guests, as you heard from that intro where, you know, people were, you know, saying hello at the start of the episode here. We've had so many people... Uh, and so many fun times talking to people um, that it, you know it's it's impossible to cover it all. But this seemed like a you know quick way to throw together an episode without Andrew, where we could still kind of uh, look back and hear all the kind of fun conversations we've had. Uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed it, and I hope it's uh, not been too laborsome to hear me just talk alone. It's been very strange not uh, staring at Andrew on the other end of the mic. Uh, we are planning more. And um, so what we're doing next here is uh, I put out a poll on Instagram where I, I asked for some ideas from people about what they thought might be the, you know, what else I could do, especially without Andrew sitting here. Um, what, what could I talk about? And uh, the first suggestion we're going to take from someone is from uh, Lauren uh, Gilbert. I, I'm not sure how to say the, the uh, I think it's Lauren Scalino Gilbert. Sorry about that. But she said maybe uh, some lists from other 90s networks. Um, in, you know, what I decided to do there is I'm going to call people up, including Andrew and a bunch of our friends, and we're going to talk about our top five non-Nickelodeon shows, our top five favorite non-Nickelodeon shows. So any network, uh, the only rule here is that it has to air primarily in the 90s. Um, it, can deb- it can debut in the 80s, but it had to run primarily in the 90s. And we'll get people's lists on what their favorite shows are um, outside of Nickelodeon. Uh, that'll be, I think, a fun experiment. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to get a hold of us, we're on, B- we're on Twitter at, at BOC Podcast. Uh, we're at Instagram at Orange Couch Podcast. You can email us at orangecouchpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Podbean. You can find us on iTunes. Shout out to our latest five star reviewer, Jumpin' Joe78. Thanks, Jumpin' Joe. Uh, Really, really appreciate your feedback and leaving us a rating. That's the most helpful way uh, to get other people to find us. But like I said earlier, if you know people who are looking for something to occupy their time and 90s Nick is maybe up their alley, just shout us out. Uh, We we really appreciate that. Um, And, uh, okay, well, I feel sad here for a moment that Andrew's not signing us off. So uh, until next time, folks. Whispering that it's all
Every time I watch it, at one point I start thinking, man, what the hell happened to Minnie Driver? Like, why wasn't she in more stuff after this?